Welcome to the Speaker Podcast with your host, Camille Essek. On this podcast, Camille covers topics ranging from entrepreneurship to relationships, to beauty, wellness, and empowerment. Let's get started. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Camille Essek. And on this particular podcast, I have someone that, first of all, I want to say um, social media is a very powerful medium. It's a great place to connect with others. Um, I don't really believe in coincidence. And I truly believe that everything happens for a reason or a purpose. And the reason why I'm saying that is just because... Um, we as aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, we understand that our platform is not just about us, but it's also a place to build a platform to bring others along with us. We're like a village, you know, like a tribe, a community. Um, this brother right here is truly one of those people. We began to follow each other about a year or so ago and just kind of watching each other evolve via Instagram. And earlier this year, I started my podcast and it dawned on me that this man has a story to share. And so I reached out to him and asked him to, you know, to join me here on the speaker podcast. And he was very humble and very unselfish and said yes. So I introduced to you Devin Lewis. Devin, thank you for joining me. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. For those that are not familiar with who you are, who is Devin Lewis? Uh, well, Devon is... I'm sorry, Devon. Is it Devon? I'm, I apologize. No, it's okay. okay. Um... But a uh, personal trainer, bodybuilder, uh, bodybuilding coach, father, motivational speaker, um, just a humble guy who's trying to make a living and become more than what people see on Instagram and social media. Um, where were you in your life before you began um, competing, becoming a trainer? Oh, uh, let's see where to begin. Uh, before I started personal training, bodybuilding, um, I used to do um, football. I used to play football. Uh, I was just a nine to five guy. I worked uh, morning, noon, and night, uh, trying to make ends meet. You know, playing as a as a DN for some arena league teams. Went to training camp for the Cincinnati Bengals for a little while. Tore my PCL, and you know, decided to call it quits. And uh, Decided I'd take up another platform of athleticism, which would which took me to bodybuilding because I felt like that wasn't the end of my journey. In in training, um, Devon, as far as uh, the new you, quote unquote, how has that changed your perception of self? Because a lot of times I've heard stories about people will still see like the heavier version of themselves in the mirror, and they'll battle that within their mind, even though aesthetically on the outside they could be more fit, but just did that was that your experience or was that not your experience? Uh, I'm be honest, that was my experience. Okay. Because <laughs> when I started, you know, I used to be a 320 pound guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now mind you, at six five, to being 320 pounds, you know, everybody looks at you like, oh, you, you know, you hold it well, but your body knows the difference. Right. Um, and when I started, I was about 24 years old. I never picked up a weight until that. Until then. Um, I didn't believe in going to the gym. I felt like, you know, I was an athlete. I played football. I was in shape. And uh, I had to learn that the hard way by having many injuries, uh, tearing my hamstring.
got something for it. Mm-hmm. And when I got into fitness, um, like I said, I was 24 years old and decided I was going to just change my life. You know, I was, I was one of those guys, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to this. They'll start, a lot of us, you know, we, we start up and stop. And I was that guy who was doing that form of training. I would start up and quit, start up and quit, you know, don't see the results that I want, and just mm-hmm. flat out quit. Let me ask you a question about that, and sorry to cut you off, but I know that's been my experience. I'm short. I'm like 5'4", and I'm pretty much in decent shape, but it is frustrating, particularly for women, when, and I just had this conversation with one of my best friends the other day. We were just talking about how it's unfair, like a guy, he can just be like, oh, I want to get cut up, and then like a month later, he's just like ripped, versus a woman, it takes us so much longer, so... How how is that? I know a lot of listeners may not be um, knowledgeable on fitness, but why is it it's easier for a man to uh, get his body in check faster than a woman? Well, I mean, I won't say that because I've actually trained some women that train transform faster than most guys that I train. Really? Um, yeah, that uh, it's just all about your mindset, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of a lot of guys are willing to sacrifice certain certain things that's in their diet or certain entities that they have going on in their life they're willing to sacrifice and push it to the side that for their goal what are, what are those to, what are those um whether it be alcohol whether it be the sweets whether it be bread whether it be just you know the nightly eating snacking in the middle of the night type mm-hmm. things you know it's it's a, it's, it's a lot of those things play a major factor in, especially when it comes to weight loss um like i said i've trained women that are willing to sacrifice and give up certain things like that, such as those, you know, alcohol, eating in the middle of the night, you know, mm-hmm. choosing to cook from home, you know, in order to reach their goals. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, of course, if your mind, if your mindset's not fully 100% on beast mode, then you're not going to be able to get to that point. So you it know, starts just, from within. Pretty much you're saying it starts from within first. It starts from within. You got to have your mind wrapped around the idea of willing to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Or willing to reach your goals because you know I, I, my my main favorite phrase that I used to that I used to say to a lot of my competitors and training uh, clients that I trained was if you don't mind it doesn't matter. Wow. In regards to that, you said you were battling that within yourself. So, what are your thoughts on fat shaming, um, bullying, and mental health? Because a lot of times we see on social media. I don't know if you saw the story. It was um, about Nicole Murphy, and she was with. Um, I forget his name, but it was like a famous director, Antoine Fuqua. But then they showed his wife, Lila Rashawn. And you know, back in the 90s, early 2000s, like, Lila Rashawn was like the it girl. But of course, you know, she gained weight. And people on social media, and she's still, to me, a gorgeous woman, but people were, like, dogging her out because they were like, oh, well, that's why he's cheating on her. So just in that mentality, can you kind of address, like, fat shaming and how damaging that can be to a person? I'm a, I'll be honest, uh, I think that's probably the mindset that anybody could possibly have because, I like I said, I used to be 320 pounds. And I mm-hmm. dated a female that was like, oh, so you think you're all fine because you're fat. You know, and it's, you know, it's it's that it's detrimental, especially to the person, especially the self-esteem because that's, it's, it's hard to, to establish that kind of mind frame if you're trying mm-hmm. and if you're trying to lose weight you're trying everything that you possibly can do, but you don't have that motivational push. A lot of people just sit there and give up. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, as far as, you know, people just the fat shame, and I, I, I feel like it's, it's a problem within themselves. You know, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people have a lot of heart deep, you know, heart wrenching issues that they don't want to face. So instead of them facing their own reality, they can take it out and try to point fingers at somebody else because, oh, well, they're fat. I'm in shape, but they're fat. But guess what? Just because you're in shape doesn't mean you're happy. Mm. So, you know, you see a guy posting pictures on Instagram, abs, shirt off. You know, yeah, he looks great, but how does he look on the inside? Exactly. You know, yeah, they they talk bad about, you know, uh, uh, Nicole Mur- Murphy. Yeah, I get it. Everybody has their past and their vices, but people have you know, autoimmune disease and people have mm-hmm. things that they can't pretty much handle on their own. So they, they, they deal with it a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. So for, for those, I, you know, if I could see them face to face, I would tell them that they're cow. You know, I don't feel, I don't feel that, you know, bashing somebody else and cutting somebody else down is where. Yeah. I think to it me, it's really a reflection on what's really going on with the person doing the fat shaming. And a lot of times right. people that are, Battling, battling their own insecurities or self-esteem issues, they'll deflect that onto someone else, you know, but it's really them. Right. It's, it's, it's all personal. You know, everybody that does fat shaming and trying to tear people down, it's all, it's all personal. It's all within self, and they got to figure out what their issues are before they can actually overcome that and get it over their heels. Good point. What has been, um, Devon, what has been one of your biggest hurdles during your journey of this process? Like if there was one thing that you can say was like a big challenge to you, what would that be? Uh, my, my hurdles are sweets. <laughs> <laughs> How much desserts? Red velvet cakes, chocolate cake. Oh, you're a red velvet cake. <laughs> my thing is Man. chocolate chip cookies like and cheesecake. Like I'm good on everything else, but I love chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> See, chocolate chip cookies, you, you you know, I'll, I'll rob back with some chocolate chip cookies. Right, uh, especially they like kind of soft. You know, they're not. I don't like super hard ones. I like the soft ones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, um, but as far as you know, that's that's one of my many uh, hurdles that I have to battle. I mean, who who doesn't like sweets? But yeah. the the biggest thing is remembering where I came from. Okay. You know how I started, and um, just reminding myself every day that you know there's no days off. You don't quit. You just get up, even though you keep telling yourself, you look yourself in the mirror every day and you tell yourself, I can do this today. You know, and a lot of us need to continue to push ourselves just that way. Because when you, when you, when you start fitness, it's a self journey anyway. It starts mm-hmm. off on your own. You know, a lot of people want to get, give credit to a trainer, but a trainer's just sitting there pointing and just giving you direction. Mm-hmm. That's all they're doing. You know, as far as you getting up and meeting them at the gym, yeah, you may put your money into it, but guess what? I tell my clients all the time, if I write a workout and you don't show up, that's on you. Okay. You know, my job is to make sure you do what I'm, what I've had instilled in place and I write meal plans for my clients. So it's on you to A, show up to the workout because that's only 10%. Two, do the meal plan because meal plan is a hundred, a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of people talk about, oh, well, it's 50-50. No, that's never going to be it. You know, the gym is only 4% of your day, and then you have to leave the gym and then go on, but, you know, go about the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. Can I 
ask you a question? I was reading something and it said, before you even begin to train, you need to take a little time to prepare yourself for the process, meaning uh, begin eating clean and detoxing and hydrating your body before you begin the process because it's a great way to kickstart. Is that true? That is a that is a good way to, uh, to kickstart. Some people can cold turkey jump right into it. I was one of those guys who was like, screw it. I'm just going to jump right into it and start it. Um, but as far as like mentally preparing yourself, you know, getting your mind wrapped around the idea that you're about to do a life, a, a life changing mm-hmm. move. And, you know, that's what I tell people. Fitness is life changing. It's not, you know, short term. You can make it a permanent thing, but here's what happens. Your body starts to crave the weight loss. It starts to crave the gym. It starts to crave the just the energy and the way your body feels. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to continue to put your mind in a different realm from meditation to detoxing, spiritual, just alignment. Because, you know, if you don't have anything else, you have, you have to have your full body in check before you can actually start up. So what about the whole cheat day? Because, you know, that's like a thing. Like people are like, oh, it's my cheat day. And they just... <laughs> I know you're just like, oh, I can hear it in your voice <laughs> before I even get the um, question. The cheat day, okay. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a realistic trainer. Okay. You know, I, I feel like this Monday through Sunday, Monday through Sunday morning, Sunday evening. As long as you're following your diet, you're allowed one cheat meal. Now everybody, I, I hear this. Oh, I get a cheat day, and it's like, okay, so you're gonna take an entire day out of after you put an entire week of training and eating right going to take one whole day to eat bad you know you might as well start eating bad the rest of the week you know because it's like you're taking in an x amount of calories throughout the week say if you're taking in monday you're taking in 1500 calories tuesday you're, and you know all the way in sunday you have a whole day what i'm saying is like if you if you take a sunday and then you say all right i got a cheat day and then you take in 4,000 calories just within that day you kind of ruin what you've done the entire week mm. But if you say, I have a cheat meal, then you could take that meal. And I always tell my clients, eat a cheat meal, but eat it closer to the night. Why? So your body can do a reset. Oh. Because what happens is when you wake up in the morning, you flush it. Your body's like, oh, I got to get this out of me. So you can reset your body to start back on your meal plan. So how late should it be? Because I know like for myself, I give myself a cutoff of like 6.30, p.m. Just because my metabolism drops in the evening so it's like i'll wake up in the morning i'll do breakfast like a smoothie or fruit whatever i'll eat my higher calorie meal during lunch or or early dinner and then around six o'clock i might eat something light or just do a smoothie and then do water the rest of the evening just because for me i don't like to go to bed with all that on my tummy like heavy food so i I cut myself off at 7 p.m so what i what i tell everybody and I mean, everybody's different, um, but any of my clients that I've trained, they've gained major results just off the idea of if you're awake, you feed your body. Um, it, it doesn't matter how late it is, regardless if it's, as long as you're not cutting, not a, as long as you're not killing carbs before mm-hmm. you go and lay down, you're okay. Okay. But if your body is awake and you're eating at, let's say you eat at 7.30, 8 o'clock, as long as your carb intake is less than half a cup and your veggies are high and your protein's high, 
then everything you're going to do is pretty much beneficial from that point forward because you want to be able to let your metabolism continue to burn because what we fail to realize is the less amount of the least amount of food we eat. Now, saying as long as you're eating, you know, less than a car, uh, less than a, a, a cup of a cup of carbs, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter what time you do it. <clears throat> um, your body's going to metabolize. Okay. It doesn't matter if it's late or anything. As long as you're just not, like I said, killing carbs is everything that's what's going to, you know, slow your process down. Like, as long as you're, like, let's say at 7 o'clock you decide to eat half a cup of uh, white rice, protein, and some veggies. That's perfectly fine because your body's going to metabolize it. And then what you think about is when you wake up in the morning, you're going to look leaner in the morning because you fed your body versus looking fluffy. And depleted. Okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so it's 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 how we treat our body. It's how your body's treating you back. I like that point. Um, I guess to kind of like switch gears here, what would be something that people misunderstand about you? Ooh. My <laughs> uh literally my whole life, I guess. That's that's like the roundabout way of putting it. Um I mean they see me on Instagram and I mean, let, let me just keep this on social media things. All right, so they see my Instagram page and assume that, oh, he's an arrogant, good-looking dude. You know, he probably got all the women running to him, whatever he takes me. I'm probably one of the most helpful, humblest guys that you'll ever meet in the gym. If I see you doing something wrong, I'll come over and speak to you and say, hey, you know, let me show you something different versus what you're doing. You know, so for a lot of us, we have to understand that, you know, it's, it's not the looks. It's about what's on the inside. You know, the I, I built, you know, with, with God giving me the energy and the strength to do what I do, I, I built who I am. You know, I allowed myself to be the gym and not the gym be me. I guess the reason why I'm asking is because there is the trap of social media and there is such a perception as far as the aesthetics of a person and on the um, inside versus the outside. Um, my... Right. And, and I guess, you know, like, people will slide in your DM or they may make comments. And I guess I'm in a point in my life where it's like, oh, somebody can be nice looking or they're fine or cute or whatever. But, okay, it's like that's been established. But after that, it's like, who are you as a person? Because I feel like fine or the aesthetics can only get you so far. I'm looking at someone's integrity, their mindset, the way they treat other people. Are you someone of character? You know, if that makes sense. So that's why I asked you that question, because I know with social media, it's it can be very savage, you know, in these days. I understand the whole slide video and people assuming that, you know, because we're trainers, we're, you know, let's, let's take the grammatical term correctly, we're whores. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But, you know, it's, it's about how you handle your business. You right. Know, it's, you, can, you can separate the two the foundation you know my thing is, is i don't do the whole instagram jumping in into dms slide the dms uh i i see people on my story if i follow you i comment on your stories and if i see you're doing something uh, uh that that may potentially get you hurt or you know i feel like i can give you a little bit more insight or if i feel like i need more clientele i'll reach out to you that way um but that's really as far as mine goes. I don't have the energy to be trying to keep up with, you know, all the Instagram fame because that's far from what I, 
good. And with that being said, Devon, as far as what's um, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Like what gets you going each day? And also the second part to that is what has been your biggest failure and what have you learned from that? What motivates me the most is my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to establish a foundation of fitness into their life because, you know, if, as most people, if they follow me on Instagram, they'll see my youngest son, Noah Eli. You know, he'll, he's always at the gym with me. He's always uh, into, you know, fitness just like his dad because that's what he's been a part of his whole life. Um, just seeing my boys look up to me like a superhero and being able to establish some grounds and foundation into their life, that's what motivates me the most. Um, just seeing how my, my boys, their eyes light up, just seeing, you know, just seeing how, you know, how hard I work, you know, being able, you know, eventually when they get old enough, I'll take them to a couple of my competitions mm-hmm. and they can, you know, see how their dad really gets down. But as far as like hurdles, you, now what was your, what was your second question? I'm sorry. Oh, what has been one of your failures and what did you learn from that? Uh, I mean, with business, uh, I mean, I felt that my business but they always say it's the hardest time the first three years of, of business. And, um, you know, that's allowing myself to fall trapped to other, watching other trainers compete, uh, how they move their clients and watching other, you know, other businesses and what they're doing different and trying to put that into my, my niche. But not understanding, I had to understand that what works for them doesn't necessarily work for me. You know, people trust my word based on how I move and how I respond to certain questions and certain answers that I give them, it gives them a sense of, it gives them a sense of personal personalization, especially when it comes to, you know, me being a trainer and a father and a brother, you know, it's people got to understand that honesty is probably the best key that you can give them, whether it be something they like or don't like. You know, I, I had to kind of sharpen my edges a little bit because I was a little bit too blunt when I first started. Oh, really? But knowing that I was very, uh, <laughs> I was very blunt when I first started my uh, personal training business. And I felt like you had to be hard on people for them to to get into gear and get in their life and, you know, in order. And I felt like, you know, then I had to realize when I started losing clientele that that wasn't the way to go because mm-hmm. I was like, uh Yeah, I think that's something that um, a lot of people fear is to have that hardcore, like, military-style trainer. And to me, I look at training kind of like a ministry because a lot of people, when they get to that point, they've also experienced other hurts and pains in their life. And the last thing they want is to come into the gym and feel beat up because they already feel bad, you know, coming there, you know. And then to experience... I wanted to call it mental or emotional abuse, but I mean, it kind of is like that. So it's like each person is different. Some people respond to that well, some people don't. And some people need guidance and that, I guess like a, a place to feel safe where they're not being judged and they know this is a place of transformation. It's a place where they can feel safe about their bodies and knowing like, hey, I'm not gonna always look like this. I'm making the effort to get there. And I just need someone that will help me rebuild my confidence and my self-esteem to get to where I want to be. No, that, that definitely is true. Some people can tolerate hardcore, intense-style trainers. 
but for me, that's not my style. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that I have to be barking down somebody's throat or yelling at somebody for me to get my point across because it's, it's already hard enough to come. Yeah. It's already hard enough having to get them out of bed even though you don't want to. Then you got to go to the gym and get yelled at. You know, maybe you're in a relationship where you're getting yelled at and fussed at and telling you that you're not good enough. Maybe that's something that you have to deal with. But when you come to the gym and you're meeting with your trainer, it's something that you have to understand that it's a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come to their trainers for confidential conversations. Some of them come to their trainer for inspiration. And that's what I that's what I value. That's what I that's what I instill. That's what I want my clients to do is mm-hmm. to build that relationship with me to be able to have that personalized conversation because they need to be able to know that it's it's never going to stay like that. And then it builds their spirit and it builds their personal, you know, their self growth and self, and it gets rid of self doubt and all that fear. You know, the word fear, but yeah, so it's just the word fear and we instill it in our mind and we allow that to take over and personify our life. But I'm a big believer in don't use the word can't. Mm-hmm. Don't believe in doubt. Don't doubt yourself. I put some weight on your bar and I feel like you can't hit it. The only thing I ask you to do is try. You know, and if you don't hit it, then we'll try it again another time. But you know, I've I've seen my clients build a better brand about themselves just based on being able to communicate with me and being able to open up. I have one last question. If you were not a trainer, what would what would you do? Like what would you what do you think you would be doing? I would be an actor. <laughs> really? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's cool though. Yeah, I feel like uh my calling is to helping people see a better enlightenment about themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, if, if you know, Marvel decides to give me a call tomorrow and says, Hey, we have a power man home for you You better believe I'm taking it. <laughs> you like put me in, coach. <laughs> Tag me. That's what's up. Um, I know you're busy. You have a lot going on. But first of all, I want to say thank you so much for joining me on this episode. And I would love to have you back again as a guest. Um, so where can people find you if they want to book you, follow you, like on social media? All right. So if they want to follow me, uh, I'm on Facebook. Devon Lewis is just that. Uh, on Facebook, Instagram, they can find me at real Manu underscore fitness now it's r-e-a-l-d-u-p-u-o-m-a-n underscore fitness all right thank you so much everyone i hope you got something from this episode of the speaker podcast i'm your host camille essick and until next time be blessed i hope everyone enjoyed this episode of the speaker podcast with your host camille essick you can reach camille via email at kimikimiglashes at gmail.com and shop online at www.kimikimink.com. Catch new episodes of the Speaker Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Follow Camille on Instagram at Kimikimink. Until next time, be blessed.